This is KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is this on? Is anybody listening? Is anybody there? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this joint outside's where they belong? I can't believe this silence like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life, I'd settle for a yawn. Really makes me wonder. Is this on? Phil? It is it's on, on Dave. Hey. And welcome to our listeners to Is This On? You're a uh, Whether you're listening live or tuned to zerocraft.org for the stream version of our show, we'll remind you that we come out as a podcast in a day or so. So lots of ways to listen to Is This On? We always appreciate your comments. And hey, while we have a moment before we get lost in our uh, discussion with our very, very uh, uh, wonderful guest, Jared Martin, who's going to join us, we want to remind folks to check out the Zero Craft website and all of the wonderful crafts that can be done here at Zero Craft, from jewelry making to 3D printing to KMKR Radio. We are delighted to be a part of Zero you know, Craft. I, they I, are I would imagine yes, that you could visit and get a tour of this place, which would be really yes, fascinating. Yes, absolutely. Because you, I don't, you and I, we don't know about a hundredth of what goes on here, but it's great Yeah, stuff, and it wouldn't know. be a bad idea. There's a lot. In, in fact, uh, check out their website where they are always posting little videos about uh, activities that go on here, mm -hmm. and there's open houses, I believe, once a week. Mm -hmm. What a place. Zero Craft, maker, a maker space. Right. So, Dave, yes, uh, it's great to be back for another week. And, you know, last show we were talking about the final Spark Collective show right. with our good friend Ernie Salaya. Which I sadly had to miss because I You had to miss that. I know you were a little under the weather, cold, if I right, recall, right Dave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't be too careful post-COVID. So we're glad that you uh, thought right. safety first. Yeah, yeah. But it was a wonderful time. And one of the comics uh, who got up was Jared Martin. And it reminded me how many times, Dave, you and I have gone over the list of comics in Tucson that we still haven't had on. And every time we say Jared Martin. Mm -hmm. So finally, it, 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 I saw his set, which was a beautiful set. So let's take a moment now to welcome him in. One of Tucson's own comic uh, Citizen raconteur <laughs> of the city of Tucson, never Rincon, never convicted, Rincon High School graduate. Mm -hmm. So, Dave, if you would talk a little slower, <laughs> we welcome Jared Martin. Hey, Jared. Hey, J Rod. Hey. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. J Rod. So, I, you're happy to be here, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mildly, yeah. Good, good. How did uh, you know? I felt in the audience like you had a great set at Ernie's uh, farewell. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it felt like a good set. I mean, and that was kind of the the uh, the the beauty of that place, I guess, is that I tended, I for whatever reason, I, I, because I mean, it was always kind of a smaller crowd. You know, it's just just the, you know a couple of rows of the the fold out chairs mm -hmm. and so but i mean i always felt like for whatever reason i don't know if it's the lighting or what just the i always did did had good sets there yeah. i always felt comfortable there i uh, agree I, I felt the same way and uh i think part of that was uh ernie salaya yeah, as the host sure. it really made you feel welcome yeah it's a very you know, homey setting there i i missed the fireplace do you remember the fireplace they yeah, had on the set the original background yeah, that made it feel yeah. homey too. oh yeah, yeah no I, I don't know if i it yeah. I have you ever seen uh the classic tv show sanford and son <laughs> okay it yeah. looked like the yard the jump <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really okay and i so. i don't ernie in the so corner much. screaming at lamont yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you big dummy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, and I've seen you perform. Well, we've seen Jerry perform many times because uh, you know does a lot of yeah. open mics and uh, all that. But uh, the, the I guess the big uh, news, uh, Jared. Well, first of all, you're having a birthday, or yeah. did you have it? No, 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 no. It's actually tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, happy 25. birthday. Happy birthday you. Thank you. I, if I hadn't just worn out my singing voice, I, would <laughs> I know, right? It was, yeah, a, sorry about yeah. that. Thank God. No, but, and uh, so it's a it's a it's a milestone, I suppose. It's it's the big four zero. Yeah. Yeah, we so, were we were forty one time. I right one I, time. Well, it's been a while, but yeah, you yeah. remember? I mean, it's a big milestone. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, are, you, are you? How, what kind of, you know, person are you about these things, Jared? These milestones? Are you 
dreading that you haven't accomplished enough or hey, you're looking I forward mean, to what's I next. wasn't, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I'd kinda drowned yeah. that out for yeah, for a minute, but thanks. Tommy uh, takes yeah. his life on his own. <laughs> <fourth birthday. laughs> uh, isn't so much an interview as an intervention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. possibly. No, yeah, we're, we're pre roasting you. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> That's right. Wait, just yeah. grounding him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, yeah. So uh, no, but are you like oh forty? Oh boy, oh, I, I'm old now. Trust um, me, you're not old at forty. But no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, although I would say you know some people don't say that they they feel their age, they feel younger, they feel older. I I feel exactly like I'm going to be forty at midnight. Like wow, just oh. like yeah. Oh okay, this is this is forty as you know the the movie. You know, okay. Yeah, Dave <laughs> will uh, somewhere in here probably snap a photo of you, but uh, you you have some very prophetic saying on your T-shirt. <laughs> is this related to the forty? No, this is um, so. This is just the take. It's live, laugh, lunch. There you go. Um, it's my uh, motto, my mantra. No, it's um, beautiful shade of green. Yeah, no, and I that's so that's where it started. Actually, was I saw the the green blank shirt at a at, at uh, Michael's or and uh, um, and got it. And my wife has a uh, cricket cricket, huh? and um, and so she she was making a bunch of masks during the. Uh, oh. during the pandemic oh. and stuff and, and it was actually it was a good little side hustle uh-huh. but it was I mean it ended up being, you know it helped she was making custom masks and stuff and yeah. and so that's where it kind of started and then she started making shirts and she makes a bit of shirts it's just a, a bit more to kind of do in a bigger kind of project mm-hmm. and she doesn't have a lot of room so um, but so she makes shirts every once in a while and I had been bugging her to make a, a shirt I, I had I don't even know if I had, yeah I had seen it somewhere and I was like, oh yeah, I, that's I, I like that. I'm always I'm always a fan. If if you ask uh, quite a few people, uh, and Dingo especially at, at laughs uh, says that I never wear the same shirt twice there, okay. and every shirt is, is he's always ex- you know, kind of excited to see what funny shirt I have. Oh, or, okay. Yeah, and um, so I mean I do like to to have have fun with my shirt. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. um, I you know and I have since like uh, middle school even I used to wear the far side shirts and stuff you know um, so I mean I've always felt like I've had you know so do you have, have like drawer after drawer of, of shirts now do you have I, I have half of a, I'm slowly taking so me and my wife share a closet and I'm slowly taking it over you think she would be taking it over <laughs> I, my shirts are slowly taking it over yeah. And the Imelda uh, Marcos of T-shirts. <laughs> I don't get that reference, but okay. <laughs> so I, we went to was, it was Rincon, right? Yeah. yeah. Phil used to date her, so it's, I, it's not UHS, but you know, it's it's still. Jared, I graduated. Let's, let's. I think you know we know our audience. Uh, you know, is primarily, or not primarily, but a lot of local Tucson comics. You know, so everybody knows. Jared they all Mark. gather around the radio down at the mall shop. Of course. <laughs> but Dave for and Phil, come on, yeah. new listeners, people that don't. You know, go to the mics around town. So you mentioned laughs. So you're a regular at laughs. Uh, Was more so. I've don't. I don't go regularly, hardly at all. I mean, have you had the chance to perform there as a host or anything? <clears throat> I've only done a guest set, and it's been a while since I've mm-hmm. done a guest set for whatever reason. Um, you know, just uh, it's been about six years um, since I've had a guest set there. But I and I mean. It's whatever, um, but <laughs> but they love your T-shirts. Well, well, yeah. I, I think oh, well, dingo. Part of that probably too is that there's way more open mics now to go to. So yeah, no, and exactly. And so, anymore. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so when uh, the hoodie, I don't know. You knew Gary Hood, of course. Yes. Uh, um, yes, I. Well, him. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he, uh, you know, I'd go to his class and and kind of felt. Nah, I mean, not obligated, but you know, if I was going to go to any mic, I'd go yeah, to laughs. Sure. And then he passed, and I kind of like I got married, right? And, I mean, a little before that, but kind of all in that, you know, kind of new marriage phase. I just kind of realized I didn't, I didn't need to go every Thursday, mm. and so I started to kind of go less and less, and would go to other mics. And actually, speaking of that, I started going to more like Cafe Passe, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and which is another spot. I love, I love the the outdoor. Uh, stage mm-hmm. and I, I felt i always did really good there mm-hmm. um and yeah i heard they're reopening so I, I don't know about that something about so you hit a lot of open mics then uh what what are your aspirations so you've been doing this for how long good good number of years uh yeah yeah um i think 14 going on 14 oh. something like that oh. i'm not good at math well i was in tucson 
Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Primary. I started in at laughs um, in '09. I believe it's it was three eleven oh nine. Yeah. And do you do you you know, for many people, they love to write comedy. They occasionally go to an open mic, and in in some cases, I write a lot of comedy, and a lot of times I go to an open mic just to see what the joke sounds like. You know, sure. not so much to to you know extend my career, but you know, to do it in front of an audience. What well, are you looking to be a road comic someday? Are you, you know, going to festivals? Um, so festivals, um, I wouldn't mind getting into. As far as being a road comic, I know, I mean, I've, you know, known and talked to enough, like, act, you know, like road mm. comics that I'm like, I don't, I don't know, it's kind of a lonely life. It's, you know, it's... If you're, yeah. if you're married, it's very hard. Yeah, and that's also yeah, a strain on a lot of relationships yeah. like that. Exactly. There is that scale. I was thinking of it when you were uh, describing, you know, your work at Laughs and how after you got married it, 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 it became less. There's that famous curve of, you know, how long you've been married and the less number of open mics that you do. <laughs> oh, definitely. I can't remember the scientists. The longer but, you're married, you start hitting the mics more. Yeah. You have more material yeah, by then. No, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, kind of there's, uh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it definitely lessens. On night, generally. <laughs> the first, yeah, I would say I would still try to go. I always kind of tried to go to at least one a week. It kind of would vary, but I would, you know, at least try to hit one of my one mic. And then um, Tony, Tony Brune moved sure. in, and I think he's one of your roasters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so um, uh, he moved in to, uh, with us, me and my wife. Uh, I think four or five years ago, something like that. Uh, I think like yeah, um, and kind of with some somebody else with living with somebody else who doesn't make that a lot. So I also lived with Joel, my cousin, Joel Martin. I lived with him for I think two or three years, and it's always it's like having a spotter at the gym. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, hey, you want to go to the mic? I'm like, yeah, fine, let's go. And you get a workout in, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. it it helps to have. Well, you know, accountability. It's easy to bail if there's not somebody saying like, uh, "Hey, remember we were going out tonight?" Yeah. Like I say, you know, we're not putting you on the hot seat. We're just curious. Not everybody is spy. My name is Sylvia Remington, and you're listening to "Is This On?" on KMKR. Always, as apparent about you, I think, Jared, is that you are having a good time. And you do have this nucleus of friends that are in this Tucson community of comics, and I think the roast is evidence of how well loved you are. Yeah, I think yeah. So that's another great thing about mm-hmm. doing comedy is great friendships. Oh, that, Dave remi- and I that reminds would me. Would not have met had we not uh, right. been doing comedy. So you've got seven roasters on the show. Yeah, they're all men. <laughs> How do you get away with that? Because I thought that was absolutely verbatim these days to have only right. men on there. I, well, so, I got run out of Marana for that. You know? So, yeah. No, no kidding. <laughs> um, so, I mean, um, so I didn't set it up. It was initially supposed to be a surprise. But the surprise was spoiled within probably 30 minutes uh-huh. of it being hatched. Um, <laughs> And, uh, These are also Rincon grants? Possibly. Now, they're, you know, <laughs> at one of them, you know, allegedly, um, um, so it, the idea of the roast was born a couple months ago. My, my wife wanted, uh, you know, thought it, you know, it'd be a good, you know, idea. It's a bit, you know, it's a milestone. To, and, um. To exercise some of her hostility towards you through others. Well, so nice she her. was initially going to even do it. And she was even kind of, somebody wanted her to, to host it. Cause she had host mm-hmm. another roast mm-hmm. because that was her idea too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she she's like no I don't want to I'm not going to roast them just kind of want to have fun so we got some of Tucson's best I feel I think so too yeah. um, and some of the best roasters I mean just have so we've had quite a few roasts at at, at the music boxes where mm-hmm. is on this Saturday mm-hmm. um, oh, and Dominic Detola will be hosting. Dominic Detola is uh, Tucson's consummate roast master yeah. I mean he has. Yeah, always the best roast. Yeah, you. Oh, he's, a, he's a fun comic, no matter what he's exactly. Doing. We, he's we've so had, him, we've had him in here and yeah. Dominique as well, and whatever gender he's yeah. dressed in, you know. Right. Yeah, right. Do you know what gender he's met, hosting? Have you met in? Uh, I've, uh, I, I believe, male. <laughs> because a lot of times at a roast, you know, Jared, at least some of the ones I've been to over the years, there might be a lap dance. Uh, so you want to make sure, you know. 
that your expectation that, that might not Dominic. be Tony in a dress. <laughs> yeah. Dominic in a dress. All right. So I knew if I said either Tony or Dominic, I would be right. Uh, <laughs> so now I so I think uh, some of the roasts. I mean, roasts have gotten popular in here, but a lot of times I've watched uh, them or streamed them and. They're a little mild sometimes. It's a little more like good-natured joshing. Are they going to uh, take shots at you? Or, uh? um, that, I'm curious because I have also kind of even been told now with all this that I I don't really give a lot. I mean, I don't have a lot. There's not a lot to pick on with yeah, you. Yeah, and I mean that I, you know. What about in your past? In my past, right? Um, we have photos. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so, I mean, that's also, so I was just on the, on the, uh, cusp of of being you know more of the social media uh having a lot you know all the sure embarrassing photos and and as it is there are some embarrassing photos out there they're just buried in my in, in memories on facebook yeah, yeah. but and you mentioned your your wife tammy is involved so she must know things about you that would be roast material yeah and so yeah she's also she's been kind of uh help i mean i yeah she's I don't know how much she's helping Tony, but yeah, I don't, she's been, I don't know. And she, so she's not supposed to, she's not going to roast me, she said. But I do wonder how much she She'll is. She'll feed the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, listen to this lineup. Uh, again, it's Saturday, yeah. this Saturday, the 27th, 6 p.m. And, and keep in mind, they all have penises. Yes. Every they, single one does. They do. You, uh, I don't know how they figured it out. That would be Roy Lee Reynolds. Uh, I'll vouch for that. No. You, know, <laughs> you know, he's military, so his penis yeah. is usually saluting. Uh, uh, whoa. Hello. Corey Lytle, who was a guest uh, here he's, on I2Know sure. just we, recently. We, we, we've been ca uh, called uh, twins. And to, not twins, but uh -huh. even just like-minded very much. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah. he just... And a, and a small resemblance in some ways. That's what I've been told. So, yeah. 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 The beard. Uh, a great friend of uh, the show, John John. John, John, John. Yeah. he snuck in there. They're letting everybody like he, on. I yeah. feel like, yeah, Man. I feel like he kind of like, you know. <laughs> Is that part of way. the uh, everyone, anyone can roast contest? <laughs> yeah. So you know, right. it's diversity. Still, we got <laughs> that's right. You, you check know. off a John, thousand. John, boxes John checks John, off, John, checks yeah. off a few boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Although the uh, the transgender, I think Dominic checks out. Yeah. 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 Uh, Manny Morales, Manny, very yeah. funny comic. Yeah, yeah, funny. So we got a Mexican. Yeah, there yeah. <laughs> Here's a guy whose name you see on the scene more and more. I, I think uh, Drake Belt. Drake, Drake Belt. Yeah, Drake's good. He's, yeah, maybe in the improv world too. Yeah. I'm not sure how much yeah. he does improv. I know Tim quite a bit, but just I think usually just the stand up. But I'm not sure. I yeah. I don't. And then Daryl Graves, Darryl who's Graves. also very funny okay. and also a very very good host. Yeah, on various shows I've been on with this him. This is a very uh, diverse lineup. Up at the Catalina Craft Pizza yeah. office. See, so also I you mentioned not having women. We did ask. Um, <laughs> we asked Stephanie Leonga. Yeah. Ooh. And that I that would be a roast. Yeah. Well, so she did John John's roast and was great and roasted me and Tammy fairly well and just off the cuff, you know. So um, I was I was kind of excited to see what she would have to say. But yeah. she's, I believe, out of town or doing something. Oh, else she'll say it, so. it to you sometime. No, exactly. So I think <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, already yeah. probably. I wouldn't worry about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. My fear would be getting told off by <laughs> Stephanie in the audience. <laughs> yeah. About twenty. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, before we before we uh, say goodbye, to, to learn a little bit more about you, your taste, your influences. What what comics influenced you? Who do you like to to watch a special from? Um. Kyle can name a bit. One of the more, uh, you know, yeah. uh, contemporary, I suppose. Uh, you know, uh, he, but he's, he was the voice of, you know, the voiceover for Comedy Central for quite a while, a couple years back. And just, had, I think, has a great voice and just kind of has a, an, odd, an odd humor at times. Um, just tell, you know, relatable stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And i um trying to think of who else. I just, if somebody else asked me this, and I tried to think of, of who else I... You know, I, I, and I, there's plenty, you know, all the, yeah. But well, I, what I, if we, what if we all of a sudden had a budget and we could bring in a top female comic to roast you on this, uh, uh who would it be? Um, Sarah Silverman, somebody like that, right? Um, there's actually, uh, uh, I don't know how good she is at roast, but she's a, a traveling comic, and but I've started following her on Instagram, and um, uh, Morgan Gallo. Oh, she's G A L L O. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't know that name. Well, she's, to, uh, she's pretty funny. Yeah. She's well. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, we've had a, a blast having you here, Jared. 
Remember to come on out and roast this guy. Join in the roasting Saturday night. Music box. What's the address of the music box? Way out on Speedway. Uh, East yeah. on Speedway. It's so it's if uh, it's well, not Speedway. Twenty uh, second and yeah, Cole. Twenty second. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Right, right next to that big Ace Hardware. Just, just follow the sadness. Yeah, it's a little. It's tucked <laughs> in on the corner of that. There's a. I believe there's a Tucson Bulls sign yeah. close to the road. Ryan Otto. And we'll put the uh, address we'll in our show. Yeah, we've, we've, okay. we've spoken many it's, times about yeah, the music box. So what a nice venue that is. Always uh, on Saturday yeah, nights, right? It's a, yeah, that's a. It's I, I like the the ambiance there, and yeah. I feel like I do good sets there. The thing is, is, it's just so close to my house that I end up, you know, um, and, and celebrate, you know, enjoying myself too much on on a nice Saturday afternoon. And you, yeah, and, so, and uh, you stagger home and uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. All the neighbors' lights go on as you walk by. Yeah, and running into the trash cans. Exactly. Yeah, I've been there. Well, it's been a delight to have you on the show, Jared. It's been a delight to be uh, here. We thank you very much for coming by. You're tuned to Is yeah. This On? I'll walk on out. KM, I think KM, he parked in one of those uh, cement uh, Dumpsters? tubes. Dumpsters? The tubes. <laughs> All right, don't run over Rudy Giuliani. I, think yeah. he sleeps I thought it was yeah. Yeti. It was just him climbing over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I walked. I did a lap around he before went, I came. He went around the building. I, <laughs> I think that's him, but it might be Boo Radley. I'm not it sure. could be. Uh, well, don't don't try to get out for that roast because I think everybody would enjoy that. What it's time, what time is it getting in? Do you know what time? Uh, I think it starts about six. Six. Okay. But like anything at Music Box, it's six ish. Okay. Yeah. And anything I'm involved in is ish. So, what's but, it? so seven seven thirty somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for sharing your thoughts, Jared. Always yeah. great to see you. It was great being here. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. We just swung and missed yeah. on a fist bump. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Fist it was classic. Well, the air is thin up here. Dave is escorting Jared uh, <clears throat> back to the car and I'll let him out of uh, zero craft here. And um, I'm going to check a little comedy news. If I said, bring out your dead, you'd probably think about spam a lot. Uh, but in this case, unfortunately, uh, we're having to refer to the fact that the plans to make a Spamalot film uh, have gone kaput. The uh, Monty Python, Python Spamalot movie is officially not going to happen. The movie was announced a few years ago, and I think we, we, we mentioned it here on uh, ITO, as an adaptation of Eric Idle's musical, that was a lovingly ripped off from the Monty Python and the Holy Grail film. Uh, Idol took the project on separately from the Python pack uh, when it premiered on Broadway as a musical in 2005. It wound up making everyone money in the process. The musical was met with much critical and fan acclaim and won a Tony Award and helped introduce the Python humor to a new generation. However, because of how things were set up, it caused problems within the group, and they couldn't agree. And, uh, you know, we love the gossip here, Dave. Uh, uh, evidence, uh, our visit to Spill uh, the tea, the Phil. Spill the tea. Apparently, Eric Idle uh, <clears throat> tweeted out, Are you still working on that upcoming Spamalot movie? Question mark. I haven't heard a word about it in a long time. And he tweeted back, the Pythons killed it. Oh. So, maybe a little bad mm. feelings there. Mm. But, anyway. You don't know. We but we're did you ever see the musical Spam? I did not see it, no. It was very, very good. Yeah, very, very, very good. funny. Right, yeah. right in the, you know, Python yeah. tradition. It was yeah. just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I understand, in reading a little bit more about that, that John Cleese is involved in bringing Life of Brian to the stage. Musical version of life. Yes. Right okay. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah. Lots of good specials you know, and things. I'm finding this and uh, kind of uh, well, this makes sense. I mean, we, you know, we we often talk about the passage of time, Phil, and how things and there's kind of a backlash against Monty Python these days of it sort of being like a, they're kind of like a staid, old-fashioned type of comedy among younger people than that. Wow. And I understand it. I understand it. It's uh, where are you hearing this, Dave? Uh, you know, I have my, uh, my book club, uh, <laughs> uh no, 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 just read references to it, where somebody, money. You're talking about when you get together and then read Penthouse out loud? <laughs> I only read the letters. Of course. Um, uh, no, I mean, online, just so somebody's talking about it, I'm just kind of like, mm, you know, it's not quite the, 
Interesting. Thing, is know. it uh, anything to do with the woke era? Because, you know, they certainly uh, had women, no, I don't, men playing I, I, women. No, I, I don't think that's it. I think, you know, the style of comedy, even even for the time, you know, it was a, it was a subtle. A very wow. subtle, you know, yeah. on subtle, silly, and, you know, I'm, you know. But again, you know, you talk about social media, it's like there may be a tiny fraction of the people who think that. Right. But it gets the same voice as if everybody... Because there was a, a revival of sorts... Uh, tour, as I recall, with, you know, several of the members have passed, but with the living members, which would have been Eric Idle and Cleese, uh, Gilliam, I think. Yeah. Um, I know I'm, I'm leaving people out, but, and I know they filled up, like, the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. so. Yeah, well, I mean, it may be older fans coming out to see yeah. them like that. but. Uh. Well, I took the time, you know, maybe a good two, three years back, to watch Life of Brian with my son, who at the time was probably 16 or 17. Interesting. And he loved it. Uh, and I, I thought it held up quite well. Yeah. I mean, the topic is is so time and memoriam, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm not a, I mean, I have a kind of appreciation for Jerry Lewis, but I wasn't a real fan. I wasn't like... I don't think I ever saw any of his movies when I was a kid. It wasn't something I sought out. But my, when, not... not not a nutty professor, Dave. No. But when my son was young, and I'm thinking he probably was like, you know, maybe eight or nine, which I figure is a good age for Jerry Lewis movies. And we put on uh, Nutty Professor, and I was bored to death, but I thought he was enjoying it, and he was bored too. And he goes, he goes, you know, I go, you want to watch this? And he goes, nah, let's watch something else. Wow. And I thought that well, was strange, you know. Um, you've poked the bear on this one, Dave. <laughs> uh oh. Um, Are you going to stand up for Jerry? <laughs> I'm going to remind you of a conversation we had on ITO around the time that Adam Sandler was awarded the Mark Twain Prize. Uh -huh. And I think you were breaking a little bad on Adam as well <laughs> at the time. <laughs> that you remember. <laughs> that you remember. Uh, no, well, I mean, I think I said uh, Sandler... Um, you know, we had a lot of his work, especially his early work. I mean, it was not like this level of, you know, it wasn't sophisticated humor. It wasn't groundbreaking humor. It was silliness, which I have nothing wrong with. But then, And I think I made the point at the time that Sandler, I saw very much in the Jerry Lewis yeah. tradition, mm -hmm. where he had that gift of the ability to make adolescents, you know, humor that adolescents appreciated. Mm -hmm. And I always felt, and I'll, and I'll make the analogy to The Simpsons, there's an appeal of The Simpsons to adolescents and to even younger, you know, with the animation, of course. Right. But always a little something there for mom and dad, mm -hmm. right? I always sure. thought that was true of Jerry Lewis as well. Mm. And my appreciation of Lewis, I will say, came a little slowly. But, you know, certainly like in college days, I in film classes and that, was given a little bit of a different perspective about him and... When you go back and look at those like dance sequences that he yes. does, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm not knocking him. <laughs> it, it sounded a little like that. Didn't it? But, I was almost looking for the buck teeth. <laughs> but uh, well, I noticed this about, uh, and I think I mentioned this that there's a clip on on YouTube of, of uh, Martin Lewis, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis uh, performing at I think Ciro's or the twenty some Course, club, yeah. a club, you know. Yeah. And the Brown I, Derby. What you have to remember, I'm pretty sure it was Ciro's, which the, the, I think that became the comedy store, Ciro's, I think, uh -huh. later on, um, is that it's in a showroom. There's no stage. They're just a little clearing where they are with the microphone. And as you and I know, I mean, people don't understand who are younger today how big they were, Martin and Lewis. Mm -hmm. They were like the Beatles because comedy up to that point was guys in suits doing mother-in-law jokes and my wife spends too much and my mother-in-law's fat and all that and they came out and it was just like uh, compared to hell's a poppin you know yeah just joke 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 and 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 nothing scripted but if you watch that and it's super entertaining you will see that in the midst of all this chaos that they are every they are both of them very precise 
they are tr so trained. And so you think Jerry's gone nuts, but he knows where the waiter is and the camera and the plates are, and he makes sure he does everything very cleanly. And it's, and it's very funny. Oh, and, yeah. And it, it's just shot. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Yes. It's just shot with... I've seen every moment with Jerry Phil <laughs> It's just shot with a handheld camera. It's people are there at dinner. I mean, it's very, very raw. And oh, you yeah. feel like you're there, you know. So yeah. Must have and then the act to film, which you reminded me when you were talking about that very uh, uh, well-known sequence, that whole... Bit he does with the syncopated typing. The typewriter, yeah. yeah. Come on, that is genius. Yeah, yeah. He also was a bit of a mime, a bit of a clown. Yeah, yeah. You know, this yeah. is going to come up again, Dave. No, I, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is this is that, you know, Jerry Lewis's greatness, you know, it was of that time. Now, some it's still funny now. I think we may just like watch it with more appreciation now than just laughing. But, but, but that's the thing. It's like when you watch... Nutty Professor of any of those today, compared to today's comedy, it's very slow. It you know it's very you see things coming on. That's why I've never cared for like the Pink Panther movies. They always are so slow to build, and you and you know you're like, okay, we know what the joke is already. Why do we have to wait five more minutes? You know, um, and that's how I feel with them sometimes. Like okay, we see what's. Can going I on. ask you a question, Dave? <laughs> of course, I'm an open book man. <laughs> Would you like a room? <laughs> I uh, this is a fascinating discussion. We're we're not on the same side on this one. I would say, when you were saying that uh, diatribe. By the way, Dave, are you on any medication? <laughs> are you on medication these days? Uh, this is one of the rare nights I'm not actually. So that's probably why I'm a little prick, prickly tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you were saying that about how it seemed slow and yeah. and you chose. Pink I, think, Panther, I think the term was glacier-like. But go ahead. Yes, glacier-like. Uh, I was thinking to myself how I would never describe like any number of great scenes of Charlie Chaplin that way. Would you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I'll bring this up. I remember being in uh, high school and the teacher started mentioning Charlie Chaplin and I said, I'm not really that much of a fan. And then I realized, as I got started watching more movies and knowing about them, like, uh, no, I'm, I'm a Charlie Chaplin fan, but I'm just saying it's like, you have to understand, like with Lewis and Martin, what was going on? How different was this from, how different was Chaplin from other silent comics? Because we always see silent movies parodied, and it's always kind of the same thing. But what he brought was something very new. It wasn't just Keystone cops running into each other, hitting each other over the head, things like that. There was pathos. There was some oh, care taken and how it was. I mean, he was he was an artist. Political, I'll, I'll say that great for, dictator, for sure. You know. um, but um, but I would always prefer to watch Harold Lloyd or, or Buster Keaton. Dave, if you're <laughs> if you're trying to ruin Saturday afternoons with my father, <laughs> please. And I just want to say one more thing, Phil. I've been watching Kyle Schwarber play this year. You know, he's got a lot of talent. I mean, that guy. <laughs> I wish I had 25 Kyle Schwarber. Uh, I think he's just coming out of a, a one for 28 or something. <laughs> no, I know. He's way down there. Yeah. No, no. Um, anyway, Dave, always a, uh, a pleasure as we tease each other to chat about these differences. Yeah. Not everybody sees it the same way. Uh, and one that I think we're going to we? see a little differently also well. is a very popular new special. Yep. Netflix, I believe, Dave, yeah. uh, John Mulaney. Yep. Mm -hmm. I do not remember the title. Netflix, which is taking away uh, illicit passwords. You know, my I watch because my son has an account, and they're going to cut down on that. Which I did read about that. Hurts, you know. But the uh, the special is called Baby J, which is explained in the in the in the show. I think he's a new father too, fairly. And uh, yeah, that's not the right. Did you watch? I know you didn't yeah. see all of it. Did you see when he called himself Baby J? Because no. Uh, because he, well, the 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 uh, gist of the special is his uh, being having an intervention pulled on him by his friends, and then his dealings with uh, rehab, mm -hmm. with some side stories about his ways of acquiring drugs and things like that. And uh, the doctor, I remember that. Yeah, and it's yeah the doctor, and it, it's very, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, very funny, very entertaining. I think that. Uh, he is, um, sometimes you might, people might advise comics, like, don't go out on too many tangents, kind of keep on, the, he's all tangents. Mm -hmm. You know, he, when he's, mm -hmm. he goes off here, he goes off here, goes here, he always comes back. Uh, I thought, if you saw the beginning, there was a nice moment when he realized there was an 11-year-old boy in the balcony, and he was kind of 
sheepish about what, you know, have you seen me perform? Do you know what I'm going to talk about? And uh, I thought he was, it was funny. It was personal, but it was always funny. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just a big fan of, of John Mulaney. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and, you know, I know you to feel be the same fair, <laughs> uh, his career first uh, was elevated by being the head writer on SNL. Mm-hmm. He was never in the cast of SNL. He's hosted. He's hosted, yeah. Uh, but he started performing when he left as head writer, so I'm thinking he must have replaced Seth Meyers. That could be. Yeah, that could be. And, I, and they're, was, they're pretty close. There was probably some overlap. Or yeah. Probably kind of and, of course, thing. he probably was a writer before he became head writer. Yeah, yeah. And then held that post for quite some time. I'm not questioning at all. Uh, his work as a writer, it seemed great. I'm a big fan of SNL. Mm. As a performer, I don't find him polished, number one. Number two, I think I have a... uh, Well, here, I I was sharing with you... uh, Let it out. Yeah. A comic he reminded me of from the SNL family... If you remember, I'm digging a little deep here, Dave. On A. Whitney Brown, mm-hmm. you remember him? Very that? early, that would be probably folks in the audience in the '70s. I'm guessing uh, Dennis Millerish time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think he would be on and Dennis I think Miller he early did '80s. Be yeah. new, so either before or mm-hmm. after. Yeah. And he had a very preppy, uh, you know, attitude about him, and and was sort of stuck in that one niche, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and I there's some I get a vibe from John Mulaney of him, uh-huh. and I I see him as rather limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess I'd also say, and you see this all over the place uh, in comedy, uh, in film. You know, we 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 may, we may not be able to understand why, but I think creative types are a little more prone to substance abuse oh, problems, sure. it mm-hmm. seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that very interesting series, The Dark Side of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when we see people go through this, and, you know, this is nothing new, right? You go back to Lenny Bruce, you know, uh, uh, George Carlin, mm-hmm. you know, uh, different problems, Roseanne Barr. Mm-hmm. But... I remember then, Rodney Dangerfield didn't get any respect. It always, <laughs> <laughs> it always bothered me. Yeah. I hoped it wouldn't end tragically for him without that respect he craved. The other day, my kid told me to go to my room. And <laughs> you're ugly too. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're forced, not forced, I guess I, I don't have to buy a ticket. <laughs> but if you follow their work, you're forced to take this journey with them often. And I, 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 I'm not saying I can't enjoy it and maybe learn something from it, but there's a part at which they all start sounding like Lenny Bruce when he was like reading transcripts from his trial, mm-hmm. you know, on stage. Mm, okay. And, <clears throat> boy, I, you know, I, I know it's very interesting and very real to you, you know, the, your intervention and your hospitalization and the mm-hmm. staff and yeah. your attempts to, you know, game the system and all that sort of stuff. But maybe the audience is different than me, Dave. I'm just speaking mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I'm not that interested in those details, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. If that's where your comedy comes from and you're acknowledging it, I get that maybe to a degree. Mm-hmm. But that when that becomes the topic... I'm just bored by it. I'd rather see a good do- a documentary on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, to keep the... Uh, what's that? <laughs> I'm trying to ask you not to bang your cup on oh, the table. <laughs> I thought a paper cup would help this time. Anyway, uh, to keep the uh, uh, contentiousness, go- contentiousness going here... Um, so, uh, because I was going to say, it's like, coincidentally, you know, there have been a lot of articles recently about comedy that talk about the comedy of trauma. Mm-hmm. That it's very common these days for comics to mount a special, and they're like, one, one, one female comic talked about, uh, does her whole, said about losing a baby. Uh, others talk about, you know, traumatic experiences. Ali Wong, 
Mm -hmm. uh, I think talks a lot about her marriage, which she used to talk about very positively, and, and, and she doesn't trash it, but it's, you know, her marriage fell apart, and she talks about that. And, uh, yeah, what's her name? Um, uh, Hannah Gadsby. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, again, it's it's like, you know, here, here's my trauma. I don't think in 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 uh, Mulaney's case it's become his regular shtick that this is what he does, is talk about uh, his rehab. It was the purpose of the special, uh, and I thought he did a nice job of... Um, there was some very funny stuff in there, which I think you'll admit. And, yes. And he also touched on, the, you know, the seriousness of it in a way. And I thought very, um, very uh, nicely wrapped it up by saying, basically what he was saying is like, you know, I know I'm talking about a serious subject and I'm making it seem like there were a lot of laughs and there were a lot of funny situations. Keep in mind, this is the story I choose to tell you. Meaning there were a lot, obviously, if you're a coke fiend, uh, dark moments. And he, had, he was kind of saying, like, I didn't go into all that dark stuff, but, you know, but it's there. Yeah. Um, well, I will agree with you. Some very funny stuff. The great story about Pete Davidson and yeah, the, uh, yeah. host, call him in the hospital room. Um, I think, and, I, I think know, I just, yeah. I think it was nice that he was honest in that he is a celebrity and he is wealthy. So when he talks about hawking a $10,000 watch for drugs, you know, that's a different kind of story than you usually hear about people who are like, well, I was, I was selling my blood, you know, I was doing it to get, to get it, because he lives at that level. And when he talks about the intervention, and he kind of teased it, but he says everybody there was famous. But he didn't use it as, an, as a chance to name drop. He, a few people he did and referenced them yeah. uh, and did some nice impressions, but he didn't make it about, like, my star-studded intervention. He just kind of mentioned, like, to be honest, they were famous people there and referenced a few of them. Yeah. Um, you know, Dave, I'm going to uh, take it to a music comparison. And I'm going to say I it takes me to the same place of being, like, bored <laughs> as um, Taylor Swift... <laughs> When she writes a song about somebody she just broke up with. Right. In other words, I'm saying they're I, I missing hear, a I hear step. the rumbling of thousands of 15-year-old girls approaching the studio, Phil. You're That's about to be trampled. That's why I said it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In other words, I would be more interested, and I recognize I'm in the minority, because Taylor Swift, it's impossible to be more popular. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. And in the world of comedy, John Mulaney, pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I, Phil Gordon, yeah. I would be more interested in hearing how your comedy... Hi, I'm Dom DiTola. And uh, is, is this on? I got to do with these Taylor Swift tickets I got for us, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me a lot of money, man. <laughs> you couldn't afford Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> I could not, no. <laughs> Have you been selling yourself? Uh, um, so, uh, no, I, I understand your point, and I do think also... I thought No one loves Lenny Bruce more than me. Yeah, yeah. But the stuff he was doing at the end of his career was pathetic. Oh, yeah. You know, the, awful, going yeah, on stage, awful, you know, right. in a trench coat. Yeah. And, the you know, the, the movie Lenny does a good job of showing the ends. The, that Beautiful was very well performance with, with Dustin by Hoffman. Dustin yeah, Hoffman for good. those who don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if young comics in the audience are even aware of that film, even aware yeah, of Lenny probably Bruce. Not. Probably mm -hmm. not, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll say that, uh, you know, and the other we thing should have quizzed Jared. Uh, <laughs> 40. That's a well, cutoff for well, me. Well, Imelda Marcos. He's still a young him, man. But that didn't surprise me. That yeah. was, uh, I was sick of He's a young man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, He looks, by the way, marvelous. He looks really 40. great, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's beards, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I would have said this with him here, but I, I didn't think of it when he was here. Jared, in my opinion, uh, watching him and just re as recently as Ernie's last Spark show, has a very compelling delivery. Yeah, where there's a certain, you know, he has a look, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a mountain manish kind of look, you right. know, yeah. uh, 
you know, somebody like who might be in Idaho taking some government facility, you know, control. And then, yeah, he looks like the Unabomber is what you're saying. In a way. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh. And yet a lot of his observations are very gentle and, yeah, you know, yeah. very loving observations. I find that's what's compelling about him. You don't know what's yeah. going to come out of that. Well, uh, I was going to bring this up and then I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up, but I'll bring it up now because I don't mean it in any way except uh, admiration is that, you know, he has a stammer. He has a stamp, which we heard a little bit earlier when he was reading the, the, the uh, ID for us. And I remember one time him mentioning something to me about his stammer, and I said to him, and I wasn't kidding, I was honest, I go, I didn't realize you had a stammer. I thought that was your delivery because it's so effective. I, I, I'm in complete agreement with yeah. you. And but now that you say that, that was true during the ID, but uh, he's using it magnificently. Yeah. And that's why I thought, and the kind of things you're talking about is like when he gets going and he just starts dropping things, the delivery is perfect for that because it just kind of it's it's kind of halting and all that. And and so I was like I was like yeah. well, I, I didn't I didn't know you had a stammer. I thought you were, might be a little drunk. Yeah. But but your delivery there's is that side of him too. But but then it's like uh, he made it work. He had this particular issue in his life and and he liked doing comedy and he made them work together. And I I always love watching Jared work. He, he's very effective yeah. at. Uh, I uh, I was going to ask him about a particular uh, topic. He talks about shingles, uh -huh. which was a very, very good uh, hunk on shingles. <laughs> if you get to see him, maybe he'll do it Saturday night okay. at the Rose. Right. Okay. Although he'll have to do a little payback. Yes, Probably not much material. Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defense. Yeah. I think Jared will be good at it. All right. Well, I, 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 I hope to, uh, to attend that day. So that anyway, was... that is uh, a look at... Uh, John Mulaney and his new special, I would certainly recommend seeing it. If, you know, you give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I'll go yeah, thumbs sure, up. Sure, sure, yeah. And also, he's a skilled and comic. Also, he's a very, very handsome film. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I would you, agree with when that. When people go, well, I'd switch, you know, some you know, guy, gay guy sees a beautiful woman. Sure. You know, I'd switch for Mulaney. I, would, I, I could have a good relationship with him, I think. I think he's just funny, smart, good looking. The drug experience is not a, not a red flag well, for you. That seems to be over, unfortunately. But uh, Yeah. <laughs> But you, you know, go. another reason he did that, and he made a short reference to it at the beginning, is that Mulaney, uh, his, his, his image took a hit. Uh, not just the drugs, but that he was, his marriage broke up, and apparently Olivia Munn, I think the actress, was who he is not with now, and, and there was an overlap between the breakup and his starting up with her. And here's a guy who had a very kind of spotless reputation as being a nice guy and all that mm -hmm. and he and he got some some flack for that and probably a little bit for the drugs too so that was some of the rationale behind doing doing the uh, doing that particular set yeah. all right I, I, you know maybe uh, I'll, I will reconsider it how about that I, you I, know speaking I, of uh, Phil whatever you feel is fine with me I won't speaking of comics with unusual uh, deliveries Dave we lost uh, one who I know you were fond of, and that's Bill Segula. But I don't think anyone knows who I, that I'm is. I'm so fond of him, I call him Bill Saluga. I'm sorry, Saluga. <laughs> well, it's it's really odd. It's, this is an interesting one, because a lot of times when, when I was growing up, and you're probably the same, same kind of situation, it's like your parents will mention somebody, usually when somebody dies, and they'll go, oh, remember him? And they'll go, who was he? And they try to explain it, and they can't really... You can't really get the significance the person had because sure. they weren't a movie star. They were just so. Bill Saluga was part of a uh, comedy group called the Committee, quite well known up in San Francisco. Some big names came out of that, and uh, I forget what show. It's like it, to me, it was like he loved it. I, I think he would be with the Committee, or it might have been the Ace Trucking Company. I remember mm. them, uh, and, yeah. he, and they would guest on com on variety like an shows. Improv troupe. Yeah, they would guest on variety shows, and one of his characters was this character named Raymond J. Johnson Jr. And every time somebody called him Mr. Johnson, he would fly into this. It was always exactly the same every time. You can call me Ray. You can call me Jay. You can call me Johnny. The whole thing. But you doesn't have to call me Johnson. And that was the whole bit every time. And it was in a very distinctive sort of voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of. You can call me. Yeah, a very crunched kind of crimped voice. And he would pop in where you wouldn't expect him. Like, yeah. he'd be like the clerk in a retail store. Yeah. And, you know, like Jack Benny would say to him, you know. Yeah, like his, Jack uh, Benny Frank, Frank Nelson on the Jack Benny show. Right. He is. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, or they'd be, serve that or sort he'd be of. in an elevator and they'd have some people be chatting and they go, I didn't right. catch your name. And, and I know I'd seen him do it on Laugh-In, Dave. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably the case. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he passed. So, although he did... Uh, 
bear a resemblance to Father Guido Sarducci, if you remember, ah. kind of that same kind of build and the same kind of mustache and all that stuff like that. But he passed away, and it meant a lot to me because our, our we got our cat in the family in 1970, and we named it Raymond because of that bit. So yes. that's why I cannot forget. Okay. Bill Saluga. Uh, Bill Saluga. And Dave, uh, while we're on the obituary page, sadly, uh, from the world of music, uh, I know Tina Turner died. Tina Turner. Okay. <laughs> Is that who you're going for? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe 83, Dave, mm -hmm, yep. uh, was last living in uh, Europe somewhere. Switzerland or someplace like something that. Something like yeah. that, probably a, a yeah. tax reason or something. Yeah. Well, it's also beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. What a remarkable performer she was. A very difficult life, a very interesting mm -hmm. Biography. I think there was even a film sure. biography. Made Angela of her. Bassett was in that one. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. And uh, gee, I, I I think she was universally popular in a lot of crossover music formats. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. in soul music and rock music, she was just such an energetic performer. I only see it seen her on, <laughs> excuse me, TV. Had you ever seen her live? I had never seen her live, but. Uh, <coughs> You can't watch uh, the um, you can't watch the uh, famous version she does of Proud Mary. With I yeah. mean, if you see that, you get her right away because that, that's the whole thing when she just goes into that, starts the song off slow, and then just goes and just you know ratchets it up. And it's as uh, they used to say, and as she says, I believe in the music, she never did nothing nice and easy. <laughs> that's it. That was her intro. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So uh, yeah, so uh, R.I.P. to. Uh, Tina Turner, who had a great, great career. And a lot of good music. A couple of movies. She was in the, the Mad Max, uh, one of those at least, and like that. And yeah, Tina. Great Tina Turner. Is, uh, is Dave, I saw also a um, notice in uh, Laugh Button, uh, uh, which is a uh, mm -hmm. comedy website, entertainment website, mm -hmm. that uh, there was uh, Cheers uh, 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, reunion, mm -hmm. and uh, the show concluded on May thirty, May twentieth, nineteen ninety three. After eleven years mm -hmm. on the air, Dave, while uh, there's been many reunions over the years, there was this one recently, and it's quite a long time afterwards. Uh, it was uh, a guy who uh, was ready to auction off thousands of pieces of props and memorabilia from the headquarters of the company that owned the oh, set. Uh -huh. And uh, it was in Dallas, Texas. And one of the items was the iconic bar from the show, Dave. Wow. As, you know, that show was set around that bar yeah, named yeah, Cheers. Yeah. And ahead of the big auction, uh, it reunited George Went and John Ratzenberger. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly enough, I think I mentioned this, Dave, when uh, you asked me one time what I'd been watching. And I was watching that very hot series, uh, who you said the actress reminded you of Columbo. Oh, it's, uh, it's um, Poker Face. Poker Face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you recall, John Ratzenberger did a couple of uh, guest appearances in that. Mm -hmm. You know, was it like a kind of a little different story each episode? It's like an anthology story. Yeah, like Columbo, I think he like was Columbo. in a two-parter. Huh, okay. And he was very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, you know, um, if if uh, if anybody is interested in uh, TV and sitcoms and the history of sitcoms, there are tremendous uh, interviews uh, on in YouTube from the I think it's a Museum of Broadcasting Archives. Uh, you can find there, and there are a number of them about Cheers and about. Uh, things behind the scenes and how it was constructed and there was an interesting you know it was a big deal when Shelley Long left the show it was a huge deal when Shelley Long left the show and then they brought on uh, Kirstie Alley and it took off I mean it was great there was a very successful transition to a completely different character yes but it was interesting listening to the writers and the producers because they were saying like a couple of episodes in with Kirstie Alley we didn't know if it was going to work. It didn't look like it was going to. Mm. It was awkward. She didn't have the same feel. And then he, she, he said they were doing some scene, and she did, did something really silly, that, I don't know, some bit, bit of business. And, and it broke everybody up, and it realized that they had to bring out the silly side of the character because they were treating her as like the harsh... Yes, I recall Dead that. mother, and all of a sudden there was, she was silly and she was vulnerable, and then it just like, whoosh. You know, it and, and, of course... The, the, the star of the show, uh, whose career it 
truly launched was Ted Danson, mm -hmm. and a very young Woody Harrelson mm -hmm. also came yeah, out yeah. of that show. Uh, so, uh, very interesting. By the way, Dave, the bar is still up for auction. Is it? And it's recently uh, up over $100,000. It ends on June 2nd. If you want to get a last, we can jump bid, in. We can jump in and grab it away. Yeah, uh, okay. that, that'd yeah. be a nice set to do a show for. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that was already thought about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people watch Cheers. I don't know if it's curly. Well, you can find it somewhere. But uh, not just what a great cast, but what a great extended cast that it had, where it got into Carla's family, and uh, um, you know. Uh, Norm's wife, whom you, whom you never see, but is a full character on the show. Yeah. And, uh, just a really great, great show. Um, great TV. That was the uh, the character you mentioned was Rhea... Uh, Rhea Perlman. Perlman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, ma married... Longtime uh, wife of uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Still live? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I've lost touch with her. But them. so many great talents came yeah. out of that show. Yeah, yeah. That was when we used to call it, Dave, must-see TV. Must-see TV. And well, in the, uh, you know, the marginal character of Fraser Crane went on for, what, another 11-season run on his own show. <laughs> so. Exactly. And isn't that back in some form? Uh, there's talk about reviving it. It's tough to imagine because, uh, and a lot of times they do this with these older shows where they go, oh, we'll bring them back. But, I mean, hey, we're old men, but, I mean, I don't really know that the old, an old a cast of old people really works on a, on a reboot, you know, mm -hmm. uh, without them like overseeing their grandchildren who are basically the same character they were 20 years ago, you know. Um, I don't know. But uh, I don't think that David Hyde Pierce would be would be interested in, in the reunion. And without him, you know, they've already lost uh, John Mahoney. So, I mean, without he him. He became David yeah. Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Such a big stage yeah. Uh, yeah. talent. And in fact, he was in Spam a lot. Oh, okay. To bring this uh, round circle. Well, he was also in Simpsons playing the brother of uh, of uh, Fraser Crane's uh, character. I mean, Sideshow Bob. Uh, Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Very good, Dave. So we are down here until about four minutes, Phil. Hey, I wanted to mention a couple things to you. I think yeah. you might be happy to hear this. They're doing away, restaurants are doing away with those QR codes. Yes. You know, they hand it to you and set up a menu. And then, yeah. And they're, and they're just said they're going to do away with those. Because I... I always thought they were annoyance, but I thought if I said that, I sound like an old man. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it just came out that they go, uh, people aren't, um, it, it lessens the dining experience. They said people settle in, they want to relax, they want to start talking, they got to yeah. get out their phone. And, they don't want any homework. It, yeah, and, well, you're on your phone all day, and then you say, oh, we got to get on the phone here. And I always yeah. thought those things, it's like, you know, you look at it, it's like, well, it's just a menu, it's just on my phone. I just move my yeah. finger up instead of turning a page this way. You know what What's the, the advantage of these things? <laughs> you know what that reminds me of uh, in, in a roundabout way, Dave? Have you ever been to a party, you know, you're invited to a party, and you get there and then they put you to work, like you're cutting carrots. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That, that, that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. what that feels like to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I feel at Subway. Yeah. When I got to go down the line, go, no, put that in. No, not those olives, those olives. It's like, just make a sandwich. It's your job. Yeah, you know? and you have... Um, does it help you then, Dave, the commercials that, that name them, like the coach or the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just stay away. That's totally the same thing. I, I don't want to go someplace where I have to work, Phil, like you're saying. Yeah, exactly go, right. Or oh, how about these places, you know, they were so popular for a time, where you, like, grill your own steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, that didn't work for me, Dave, because I like to scream at the chef <laughs> when I go to one of those spots. of problems for you. So, uh, anyway, I think we're almost out of time, but I did see that on yeah. Facebook, Joey G announced that he is yes. proud to call himself a you comedian. Uh, and I thought, wow, that's uh, not a widely held opinion of him, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are a lot of widely held opinions Here, about Here's Joey my G. Joey G story. It wasn't me personally. Yes. A friend of mine wanted to do stand-up. He'd never done it before. He goes to laughs. We go to laughs. He does his set. It wasn't bad. Joey G goes up next, bombs. My friend goes out to smoke a cigarette, and Joey G comes out, stomping out. He's steaming, you know. And my friend, who's being innocent, kind of, but he goes, what's the matter? He says, and he says, ah, I just bombed in there. And my friend goes, well, you had a couple of good jokes. And Joey goes, I've been doing this for eight years. And, and my friend goes like, well, hang in there. <laughs> He's just crushing him. Like that. So anyway, I don't know what's going on with Joey G. Joey G seems to have arguments in his head about who he is and people, what he thinks people think he is. And Quite possibly. I don't know what. Quite don't possibly. Think I think they're... Some form of an open mic uh, is going on on Tuesdays at the Mint yeah, yeah. that he used to run. I'm not sure if he's still running that. There's a couple of new mics around town, Dave, it sounds like. Uh, but one more time, uh, there's a show at the Corbett Brewery 
I don't know if it's every week, but I think it's this Friday night, and I think uh, Rob Maybe is on the mm. show from Phoenix, and I think Roxy Moreri is on the show. I here. saw the poster for that one. And I, I believe the reason I mention it, too, is because I believe it's free. Oh, okay. All right. Did you mention there's one at the, it was an Irish pub you said you were going to mention? Yes, and that was All Dubliner. All Dubliner. Where at one time we, we used to do Laughing Liberally way back. Oh. Uh, in the Romney election, whatever that was. <laughs> was that 2020? <coughs> Obama, Against Romney. Grover Cleveland Alexander? Yeah, I remember that. They had a, the All Dubliner was an Irish pub and restaurant, and then in the back they had kind of a party room. Hmm. They would let us use the party room to do our show. Mm -hmm. uh, and they would serve beer and stuff back there, which was a pretty decent location, Not a, no stage, that was a problem. And that's around near the university, did you say? Yeah, yeah. University Avenue and okay. around Euclid. Okay. And now you're right, there is a show there, but we are out of time. Okay. Check out the Tucson Comedy <laughs> Fans <laughs> Facebook page and all those shows are listed. Come on out and support Jared Martin at the Roast on Saturday night at the Music Box on 22nd. I was wrong about that. It's 22nd. 22nd, right. Especially women come out because their their whole entire uh, cast of roasters is all men, and I'm very upset about that. All right, Dave. Great <laughs> to see you. Thanks, Jared Martin, for being our guest. You've been tuned to Is This On on KMKR 99.9 .9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Thank you and good night. Good night.